brief candle of the Monaghan Asylum Soviet is the inspiration for Elsewhere, a new opera from local composer Michael Gallen. The events of 1919 at the institution, where a strike led to an occupation and an improvised society and system of care, have not until now been as celebrated as the Limerick Soviet, which among other things inspired Guna Nua's recent Bread Not Profits. But for the composer and his co-librettus, the events of the Monaghan Asylum Soviet have at least as much to tell us about the choices that shaped the island we know. Gallen spoke to Culture File about the show's aptly cooperative process and about what he calls the imagined future of our forgotten past. It's a relatively little-known story, even locally, in one of the history books that I was looking at. There was a very short reference to this Monaghan Asylum Soviet, where the staff of the Monaghan Asylum had gone on strike and had locked themselves in. I would have always heard of the Limerick Soviet and thought that that was the first, you know, major event of that sort of left-wing radicalism around the time of the revolution. But actually, it took a lot of conversations with academics and with different people with locally to get to know the story a little bit more. stood out to me was Pater O'Donnell was in Monaghan at the time when these asylum workers were on strike and they asked him to come in and lead their strike. It was him that convinced them that it was a, an idea to perhaps lock themselves in so that they could gain leverage over the authorities without compromising on patient care. And then when they did barricade the gates and raise the red flag over the hospital and declare themselves an independent Soviet commune, O'Donnell also incorporated the patients into the day-to-day -day operation of the Soviets. What made the story so interesting to me was that it was quite a departure in terms of mental health care for its time and would be considered quite radical even now. And the thought kept on coming back to me of how it must have felt to have been a patient in the hospital at the time of the Soviets and to be included and to be given this sense of worth and then subsequently to spend, you know, decades in that much more traditional story of Irish institutional care where people were locked away and forgotten about and their voices weren't part of the fabric of society. The underlying arc in the opera, the story is told through the visions and reminiscences of a patient named Celine, who decades later is still sort of locked into the moment of the Soviet and believes herself to be the person that leads the Soviet and uses that little part of herself as her means of accessing freedom and autonomy. I sometimes have become frustrated in the past by the way that the various disciplines and creative processes in the making of a piece like an opera can be quite separate for long periods and then sort of are merged together in production at the end. And I was very interested in the idea of following a model that was more akin to, say, contemporary dance or, you know, even contemporary music theatre sometimes in the way that different processes can evolve at the same time. So with... Dylan Coburn Gray and Anne Rainey Curran, who are my co-librettists on the project. Quite early on, I 
spoke to them about the project, spoke to them about the concept that I had had, that this story would be told from the perspective of a patient rather than being a historical account. And then I suppose we operated a little bit like a writer's room where we would come together, talk about the different themes, talk about the arc of the story, and then we'd all go off and sketch out different scenes or even poetic texts or just thoughts on the story. Over the past five or six years or so, I've, in a way, had two different lines running through my composition career, you know, one of which was, you know, the more traditional classical composition commissions and then collaboration in particularly contemporary dance. And I suppose that's much more of a devised model and it's there's much more of a sense of different ideas being there from the outset and the vision of the piece being multidisciplinary from the outset. You know, as a composer, there's a huge richness in incorporating the dramaturgy of the piece into the score. We're in rehearsals now in Monaghan and we're into our fourth week. And what's lovely is that the first day of rehearsals was just a continuation of a number of discussions that have been ongoing for years and that have been feeding into the score. So that when we arrive on day one, the score is already alive with a lot of the dramaturgy and the staging ideas for the opera. It's interesting a hundred years later, you know, to look back at what people imagined the country that they were fighting for would become. And I suppose to use that as a litmus test for where we're at today. And especially in a moment like now where we're reopening society again to think about what a truly cared centre society could look like and whether we're achieving that, you know, whether when we talk about our most vulnerable citizens and protecting them, that's really something that is actually written into the fabric of our constitution and our society. You know, I would have thought up until quite recently that as you go back through the decades in Ireland, the politics becomes more and more conservative. Having been born in the 80s and grown up in the 90s, there's that sense of us constantly moving forward from, from the past. But actually, when you look 100 years ago, even people who were, these people who were on strike in a rural town in Ireland were perfectly capable of imagining that they could live in a Soviet society or that they could organise in a different way. And I think that's really telling and we should acknowledge that as a part of our culture and our history as well and affirm it. What O'Donnell did in the time of the Soviets, you know, which was to basically to have everybody wear the same uniform, whether they be workers or patients, and, you know, having people involved in dances and football matches and in the defense of the Soviet against the RIC, the difference between people was acknowledged but wasn't seen as a means of stratifying society. And so in a way, the Soviet became a little society of its own for that period of time. And I think that the tragedy is that after, you know, achieving everything that they needed to achieve, you know, they managed to get pay equity between men and women, they radically improved the, the workers' conditions. You know, 10 years later, when you look at the history of the hospitals, everything has reverted to how it was prior to 1919. 
Composer Michael Gallen there and his opera Elsewhere runs at the Abbey Theatre Dublin from November 15th to 20th.